Well, hello and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Hope everyone is having a wonderful Wednesday today. And uh, how are you doing today, Dad? Austin, I'm doing good. I had to take another purple stick today, which I don't like doing, simply because uh, you know the, the, the barometric pressure here is so low because of the rain. It was pouring monsooning again this morning, and I thought, you know, this is ridiculous. So I went ahead and took purple stick for the show, and plus I've already been on I, I did another show with Sarah Westall. I was on the air with taping for her for almost two and a half hours today. So it's like doing an entire Hagman show than doing this show. But that's why I took another purple stick before I did the show. Let me discuss with you some of the stuff we were talking about with her. Now I'll read you a statement that I've read before. I'm going to read it again. It's by John... Hagelin, H-A-G-E-L-I-N. He's a particle physicist. Here's what he says. And what we have discovered at the core levels and the basis of the universe, the foundation of the universe, is a single unified field of intelligence. That would be God. I'm adding that. A field that unites gravity with electromagnetism, light with radioactivity, with the nuclear force, so that all forms of nature and all the so-called particles of nature, quarks, leptons, protons, neutrons, atoms, are now understood to be one. They're all just different ripples in a single ocean of existence that is unified field. And that field is non-material field. It is ultimately a field of consciousness and energy, and everything in the universe is nothing more than that. The planets, the trees, the animals, everything. We are just waves of vibration in this underlying unified superstring field. Now, you say, what the heck does that mean? Well, that was what the show was on. We started that show with that. I'm going to discuss that for about five minutes today, then we're going to move on to the news topics. Here's what that means is this. And, this is the, and the person that I was talking to today, Sarah, is a nice girl. She's religious, but she's not a Christian. She believes that there is a God, there's a, that there's a unifying field like Hagelin believes here. And what we talked about was Christianity. I also talked about, remember, this is, a, this is not a Christian show. And so, I, you know, our show is a Christian show. Hagelin's is a Christian show. Christian show. But we, I talked about the blood of Christ. I went into detail on the blood of Christ. So I'll, I'll give you guys a link to it whenever we get ready, whichever she gets it up. It's two and a half hours of some really in-depth teaching. And here's some of the things that she asked me and some of the things that I came back and told her that I probably have never mentioned in their entirety in the show. She asked me, she said, well, I believe there is a God. I believe there's a, a field of energy that's all-encompassing of the universe, just like Hagelin here has said he believes. And she goes, so doesn't that make me one with the field? And I told her, no, that only makes you in the field. Now, I'm explaining to you what that means. This guys, if you, if you, if you guys are one of the new agents that listen to the show and you haven't quite, haven't quite got ready to accept Jesus Christ yet, you need to listen to this one for me for a second, okay? And she goes, what does that mean? I said, well, Sarah, I said, I own a motorhome. And she goes, okay, that's, that's nice. And I said, uh, <laughs> and I said to her, I said, every once in a while, I'll plug the motorhome up somewhere. It's a 50 amp circuit and it shuts off the entire coach. The entire coach goes dead. And the coach turns itself off. And it won't, it won't start back, back up for five, ten minutes. It just boots itself down and won't start back up. And the reason for that is they tell me at the, the lazy days where I bought the motorhome that every once in a while you'll hook up to a power terminal that has dirty electricity. Now, what does that mean? That can mean when you have a 240 circuit, you have 120 on each side of the pole, 
that one side may be 120, one side may be 150, one side may be 110, one side may be 80, one side may not even be working. And when you plug into that main, when you plug that doggone motorhome into that field, it shuts itself up off immediately to avoid being damaged by the motorhome and by the power that's coming through it. So the motorhome doesn't get damaged. And I said, that's kind of like we are. I said, we all have an energy field that emanates from us. And we can be inside of God's field, but we are not part of God's field. So you can feel the field. She said, well, I can feel the presence. I said, well, yeah, of course you do. I said, but the difference is, when you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and He's on the cross, we know that He died for our sins, and His blood is an eternal sacrifice for us through all generations and all time space, because it continually broadcasts a healing DNA frequency to restore us to God's perfect energy field. This is quantum mechanics we're talking about now. I'm telling you about the physics behind Christianity. And she goes, well, that's well, the idea. She understands what she says. She's, she's saying that she's just saying, she's saying, so you're saying I can't be part of the field, only in the field, in the event that I don't accept Jesus Christ. And I said, that's correct. That's how I believe. I said, because what happens is human beings are sinful. They've all fallen short of the glory of God. Their energy field is corrupted. They're, they've got a virus in it. Satan put a virus in the energy field. You know, it causes us to do all kinds of crazy things like things we shouldn't do on an ongoing basis. But because when we're plugged in as Christians to the Holy Spirit who connects us in God's dimension and we're being continually renewed from the energy that's coming from Jesus Christ and the cross and the blood, what ends up happening is our field, our energy field, becomes synchronistic with God. We go into synchrony with God. And he's, it allows us to basically plug into him in his dimension through the Holy Spirit. And then as soon as we leave our earthly plane here, when we die, we immediately go to God because we're already there, because we're already connected into his energy field through the Holy Spirit. I said, if you're not having that connection through the blood of the Lamb, through Jesus Christ, what ends up happening is you're in the field, but you're not part of the field. You're not attached to God. So you can feel the presence of God because the Bible says that it's obvious that God exists, that all of creation groans at the power of God Almighty. But the reality is you can't get in and connected to him unless you go through, how should I say this, a filter, a surge protector, <laughs> something to clean your energy up. You've got to be cleaned up through Christ. And when he does that, he brings that energy back into resonance with God Almighty through his blood. And that allows you, when God sees you, he doesn't see you anymore. He sees Christ in you. And that's why your sins are forgiven as far as the east is from the west. These sins being this stuff that you've done that creates this virus in the energy field, this negative energy that allows you to be purified by the blood of the Lamb. That's why, because Christ died for us, there remaineth no sacrifice for sins necessary. He's already done this for us. When we come to Him, this is by grace. This is what this is. It's not by power. It's not by might. It's by my Spirit, saith the Lord. The Spirit being the energy field that encompasses us and fills us and infuses in through us through the Holy Spirit once we're saved. And when we're saved through Christ, and we accept Christ as our personal Lord and Savior, then at that point when God looks at us, He no longer sees us. He sees Christ. Our sins are forgiven as far as the east is from the west. And we are then able to come into His presence and attach ourselves to Him through the Holy Spirit because we have a mediator, a new covenant through God, a new covenant head through Christ that allows us to come into the throne room of God itself 
and petition him for what we would have him to do for us while we're here on this earthly realm. Without the blood of Christ doing that, our energy signatures are not compatible with the energy signature of the creator of the universe, and it's not possible to do that. She goes, she kind of said, wow, okay. Didn't really see it that way. But I want to share, because I've never explained it to you guys that way. And it's something that's important that this is physics. This is field physics. This is bio, this is bio, theoretical biophysics that basically talks about the unified field theory. It talks about quantum mechanics. It talks about the entire universe with its multiple interlacing dimensions, interwoven dimensions, and how God cared about you so much. He cared about you so much that he knew you couldn't fix it. I couldn't fix it on my own because we can't correct the energy signature. He tried to do it through the blood of animals and through the sacrifice of animals for the, for, the, for the Jews to come into the temple once a year to ask for forgiveness or to repent and to bring in sacrifices. That didn't work because their hearts became stiff and hard and stiff-necked. He knew that wasn't going to work. He knew the only way to do it was through grace, through the power of himself, through the blood of the Lamb. When Jesus was placed in the Mary, I believe as a zygote, as an embryo, like artificial insemination, like basically in vitro, because she was a virgin, and God's presence came over her, placed this embryo inside of her, and basically he created himself over again, because it says that embryo, that Jesus, was the exact representation of God Almighty. Now, if he had used her egg to do that, it wouldn't have been the exact representation of God Almighty. It couldn't have been. So, the, you know, the Catholics like to believe this is part of divine, you know, divine, I forgot what they call it. But, but this, I don't believe that. I, I believe that we basically were created by God. God created himself, again, the second Adam, like with Jesus Christ. This is what the book of Hebrews says. And that, that being, that entity, that zygote, that, that person was put into Mary to be born Christ Jesus through the Virgin Mary so that all scripture would be fulfilled. Because God is very, he's very accurate. When he says stuff's going to be done in the Old Testament through his prophets, he makes sure that lineage is complete. And that's what he did through the birth of Jesus Christ. And so, so people say, well, it was Jesus a Jew. Well, Jesus was raised Jewish. That's a fact. He was a Jew as far as by birth from the Virgin Mary and his father Joseph, who was in the line of David, so that all scripture could be fulfilled. He was raised Jewish. But was his DNA Jewish? His DNA was that of the creator of the universe. All people, all everybody, basically are, have the origin from God Almighty through Adam. See, this is what people need to understand, that we all are part of this greater creation that God made for us. And that we have to be purified. We can't plug into him because our energy field has been damaged through sin, through Lucifer, through interbreeding with Nephilim or whatever. We, we're not compatible, but when we become a Christian and we get saved, that energy field is restored to that of the creator of the universe through Christ, which allows us then to go boldly into his throne room and ask him and say, Lord, can you do this for me? And he wants you to have that kind of relationship with him because he wants to know who you are. Now, people say, well, I prayed. I prayed last year. I prayed last year, and God didn't answer my prayer. And, and I prayed 10 years ago, and God didn't answer my prayer. So, you know, something's wrong here. But it's not God. It's you. He really doesn't... You don't have a relationship with him. You're like the little brat kid who calls home every couple of years because you're broke or you need help. And you basically want to go in and God get something from God and you think he's a vending machine and he's not. And what we have to understand is God doesn't want religion. He wants relationships. He, he knows who you are. 
But you know what do you what happens if he did, if he knows why you're calling and he basically knows you're you're not gonna you're not doing it because the Bible says when you ask whatever you would ask if it's done in the will of God it'll be given unto you. If you ask these things out of selfish motives, God doesn't want to do that. He already knows what you could ask, so he's not going to answer the phone call. The phone's going to ring, and you're not going to, it'd be like you're going to be praying into a brass dome, and you're not going to get your message to God. And you're going to say, well, why didn't God get the message? Well, God, God got the message. He just didn't act on it. Why? Because you don't have a relationship. And that's, I'm not talking to my listeners now. I'm still in that mode of talking on a secular show. What ends up happening is when we have that relationship and we pray on a daily basis, like I had the privilege of praying for you guys again today. When I pray for you guys on a daily basis, I believe with all of my heart that the creator of the universe hears my prayers because I'm in covenant with him through Christ Jesus, through the blood of the Lamb, through the Holy Spirit, and I believe that he answers my prayers because I have a relationship with God. That's why I'm very careful. If I don't know somebody, I'm careful... I'll either instruct them on how to pray for me if they're going to pray, or I'll decline the offer. Because I don't want them praying in doubt and unbelief. I've got a pastor up in North Carolina, brilliant man, Pastor Rumsfeld. And he'll say, when he's praying for somebody who has cancer in the church, he'll say, he'll lay hands and bring the elders forward, and he'll say, if you have any doubt and unbelief that this woman cannot be healed, that this man cannot be healed, I ask you now to leave the sanctuary. You can come back in after the prayer is done. Now, I like that because that's the biggest problem that we have is the doubt and unbelief. We've got to believe in our heart that God is real and that he's going to answer our prayers and that he diligently rewards those who seek him. And I want to explain it to you from a physics standpoint today. It goes back when the entire world, the entire universe, is a giant plasma energy field of which God holds it all together and he permeates all of it through his omnipresence. Doesn't it make sense that if your energy field that's inside of you isn't compatible with his energy field that it has to be fixed, tweaked, filtered, redeemed, or whatever you want to call it, in order to be able to come into his presence. Because otherwise, it would be like shorting out a system. You've got to be willing to adjust your energy field in order to be compatible to God Almighty, and he does it for you freely through grace. And see, this is what people need to understand. It's not that we deserved any of this, all right? We've made a lot of mistakes. We've done a lot of stupid things. Adam and Eve kind of just hosed us all over, to be honest with you. They just, they just, they just, they hosed us. And Lucifer basically dragged them into a ditch and we've gotten dragged down to this human race of the carnage that we've seen. And then she was talking also, she goes, well, a lot of Christians don't seem to be very good people. I said, well, a lot of Christians aren't good people. Because they may be redeemed, they may have accepted Jesus Christ into their heart, but they're living like they're still sinners, they're living like they're still in the world, they're still doing the exact same things they did before they accepted Christ. They're still committing adultery. They're still running around drinking and boozing and carrying on taking drugs. In fact, it's to the point of, are they really saved? Did they really accept Jesus Christ? Because, guys, I'm telling you what. When I was 23 years old and in graduate school at Florida State University, and I accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, and His Holy Spirit infused in me, it changed me overnight. I was done. I was done with, with, with the girlfriends and all the things that I was doing, the immoral relationships that I had, and I was done with them. And I said, no more. And I've never gone back to that lifestyle. Ever. And you think, and I mean, I, I, I wasn't willing to live like that anymore. And guys, you're changed from the inside out. Now that doesn't mean you're not tempted. That doesn't mean you don't do things you shouldn't ought to do or say something you shouldn't ought to say or use a bad word. I'm not saying any of us do that because we're still dealing with a flesh, a mind that's carnal. It doesn't get saved. Your brain doesn't get saved. Your spirit gets saved. 
You're dealing with a computer system here on this dimensional level that likes to do stupid stuff because it was programmed incorrectly by doing the things that it did. But that doesn't mean anything because the spirit inside of you, the energy field inside of you, continues to be restored to the blood of the Lamb. And see, that's why we shouldn't continue to willfully sin so sin can increase. By no means it says that in Romans, but we have the, we have the knowledge and the forethought of knowing that when we do make a mistake, when we do mess up, God's grace is sufficient for us because of the power of the blood of the Lamb. And that's why it aggravates me so much that the blood is being taken out of so many hymnals, that the crosses are being taken off the walls, the cross of Jesus is being taken off the wall because it represents something they don't want to talk about in church because it's not happy, happy. When, without the cross, without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sins, and we can't have Christianity without understanding all of this stuff. So guys, thank you for letting me go on a little tirade this morning because I'm still dealing with that secular show audience. And, and yes, I talk just like this to the secular audience as I do to you guys all the time. And so I figured this way. Either they're going to like it, they're going to hate me, they're going to think I'm nuts, or they're going to think that basically they need to get saved. Because quite frankly, without the power of God in your heart and in your life and in your spirit and your soul and the resonance energy of Jesus Christ flowing through you, you are not compatible with the throne room. You cannot go in, period. You can stay outside and feel the presence of God, but you are not allowed to go in because you cannot be allowed to go in because a holy God cannot be part of a person who has not been sanctified by grace through Jesus Christ. And that's how strongly I believe that you have to be a Christian because it is the only way, the Bible says, that we can be sanctified and we get to go to heaven and be with God. Also, that's my little prayer for the day and my little, my little mini, my, my little, my little mini sermon. What do you think? Man, amen. You're on fire today. I can tell you had a purple stick. Wow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're on point today, bud. That was excellent, man. Uh, now you're absolutely right. I mean, there's there's not much more I can add to that. I mean, you completely and totally nailed it. Very, very, very good explanation of that and breaking it down very simplistically so everybody can understand how that works. And uh, that's exactly why as you just mentioned so many churches now. These big mega churches you go in, you never see a crucifix. You never hear them nope. singing songs about the blood. You never hear them actually talking a lot of times about Jesus Christ or talking about scripture that discusses the blood of Jesus Christ. None of that now. A lot of them, it's all these feel-good, happy, happy, almost pop-level songs, you know, pop culture songs to where, you know, they have this beat, they kind of have this positive atmosphere to them, but there's really no meat at all to the music, and you don't see any type of symbolism in the church at all that actually distinctively shows that it is a church that follows the teaching of God Almighty. It's all there to basically make sure nobody gets offended, and that's exactly what we have happening now in a lot of churches across the country. As sad as that is, so many pastors, because of how much money they can make through these churches, are so scared to offend anybody, whether it be, you know, the transgender people, whether it be Muslims, whether it be anybody that basically just has a bone to pick with them or any critics, they don't want to step on anybody's toes, so they completely capitulate and do not spread the gospel or the truth of the Word of God, and they sit there and teach these really empty, hollow sermons. They don't discuss Jesus Christ and the blood. And uh, it really is sad, but that is where this has started to go now because we see 
a foothold of these really satanic religions like Muslims and where they're starting to come in now, Islam, and they're coming in and they're forcing everybody to follow their line of belief and they demand tolerance, yet they're the most intolerant religion on the planet and so many Christians now are capitulating that because they don't want to be seen as basically racist or hateful or bigoted, so they simply silence themselves and do self-censorship just so they don't get any type of negative traction, but uh, very well put, Dad. That was a, that, that was an excellent opening. Thanks, bud. Now, remember, with the Muslims, I'm going to defend them for one second. This is important. I'm not saying they're right, because they're not, because they've, they've, Muhammad's dead and he's in the grave. Got that one down. That one's finished. But the Muslims believe that Jesus was the prophet of God. In fact, they consider him to be the second highest prophet other than Muhammad. Now, they don't believe he was the son of God. God. They don't believe that he was resurrected. But they believe he was the second highest prophet behind Muhammad. They also hold the Virgin Mary in extremely high regard and high self-esteem. Okay. Now, remember that. That's the, the, the Islamic people believe that. But they don't believe in all the stuff that I talked about earlier, about being the son of God, you know, through the Holy Spirit. They don't believe any of that stuff. So they have a version of truth when they speak about Jesus as a prophet, but they don't see him that. Now, the Babylonian Talmud, it says that Jesus was a demon-possessed sorcerer and that the Virgin Mary was a whore. Okay, So you've got to look at these different religions and how they view Christianity. The biggest problem that we have with all of these places and all of these things is that we've integrated cultures too many times where we shouldn't have done that, especially in the, during the Middle Ages when the Muslims were pouring into Europe and they started taking over Europe. And then in the 1492, they were driven out of the last stronghold, which was in Spain at Alhambra. You were there, Austin. And basically, we're king. Yep. That's the same place that Queen Isabella gave Columbus his, basically, you know, his money to go discover the new world. And these cult, these, 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 these religions are non-compatible because the Muslims believe that if they conquer a land, that the people there either have to submit to, to become a Muslim or they have to die. Because they, they, otherwise, they're mutually exclusive. And so this is the problem whenever we take a warring group of people like that, regardless if they believe that Jesus was a prophet or the Virgin Mary was highly esteemed, it doesn't make any difference. It, you can't mix the cultures to a point where they overwhelm Christianity and they take over. Look at the mess we've got now with the synagogue of Satan running the world's banking supply and running Hollywood and running the media and running the international banking cartels, and how everything's been done with this atavistic hatred of Christianity all the way back to Christ, because they loathe Christianity, they loathe Christ, because they believe he was a demon-possessed sorcerer, and they are doing everything they can to subvert the power of the blood of the Lamb and this energy field that we know as the energy field of Yahweh. They, they don't want that. They want the energy field of Lucifer on the planet. And that's why... Sarah asked me during the show, she said, have you noticed that it seems that recently, in the last few years, things are becoming more and more negative, more and more awful, more and more wars? I said, yes. I said, as Christianity, true Christianity, is pushed out of our system, starting with prayer being taken out of schools in 63, with all of the stuff that happened back then, and basically leaving a void for a spiritual need inside of the schools, I said, what ended up happening is we have allowed this negative energy field to come into the schools. We no longer let the kids read the Bible in school. We no longer let them pray in school. We no longer let them pray in the name of Jesus in school. We no longer 
let them basically do anything that's Christian-oriented or related in most schools. But however, Islam is taught in the schools. In some schools, we mentioned this last week, the girls were taught to write that Allah is the only, is, is, is the only true God. They had to write it in Arabic. They had to basically learn all the fundamental principles of the Islamic world. Why? Because the God of this age, Lucifer, wants to subvert everything he possibly can to rid and to purge as much of the Protestant work ethic and the true Catholic work ethic of those people who really believe in Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, not these pedophile priests that are running around. He wants to take as much of that as he possibly can and get rid of it to make it easier for the Antichrist to come in and rule and reign and bring us into a one-world religion under Lucifer. That was the purpose of the Schofield Bible. The purpose of the Schofield Bible and Samuel Untermeyer was to basically to castrate, to emasculate Christianity and men from standing who know the truth, who were the ones who were responsible for the revolution against England in 1776. They had to find a way to take the Christian pulpit out and they did it with the Johnson Amendment and a lot of other stuff they've done, along with telling pastors they can't talk about politics or they lose their 5013 standing. They did it with the 5013 standing when they interlaced Christianity with corporate structure. They did all of this stuff on purpose to emasculate the church and the pastors. The pastors in the pulpit in today's church have a responsibility they are not taking upon themselves. I understand if they're trying to get as many people as they can in church so they can hear the message of Christ. But they can't water down that message to increase the amount of people coming in to increase the offering to cover the overhead if they're going to compromise the message. I mean, you can't do that. Yeah. Well, you can do that, but you're not supposed to do that because when you do that, you further decrease the effectiveness that Christianity has on the world. It, it no longer has the ability to go in and do what it did and basically take all of the pagans in South America who are sacrificing their children on the altars of Quetzalcoatl in doggone Incas and the Aztecs to basically say, hey guys, maybe it's not a good idea to kill all your kids. How about that? How about you think just maybe you kill your kids, you'd be wiping your own generations out? But when Quetzalcoatl came over here, he gave these people, these Aztecs and the Incas, this advanced mathematics from the stars to put together astrological calendars which are more advanced and more accurate than what we have now. Where do you think these guys came up with that advanced mathematics? It was from Lucifer, from Quasicodal, from Satan, whatever you want to call him. But the only thing he asked in return was the sacrifice of their infants, as Baal had done, as Moloch had done, as the Druids had done, as the fallen angels had done, as it says in the book of Enoch, they ate humans. I mean, all of this stuff has been told to us what's been going on, but the Roman Catholic Church took the book of Enoch out of the doggone Bible. And you are still in the Ethiopian Bible. It's basically considered apocryphal text. But the reality is this. When we take out Genesis chapter 6 and we don't explain it from the, in the beginning God did this and this is what happened. When we don't do that, then all you have are little bits and pieces of this thread that they don't want you to tie together because there's too many pieces of the thread. So I told Sarah today, this is the only thing, this field theory hypothesis that the Holy Spirit showed me years ago that ties all these threads together through all of the eons of time, through all of the quantum mechanics that shows that Jesus Christ and God in this energy field control the entire planet if we allow them to. But if we don't, that energy field is pushed out. Satan blinds the hearts and the minds of the unbeliever by putting a different energy field around the planet, one that creates decay and rot and death and destruction. 
And then all of a sudden, the whole planet starts to, de 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 to degrade because it's that energy field that feeds these demonic entities in the next dimension. And that's what the AI wants to do. In fact, it's so funny. Daily Mail today had an article that says, is this why we haven't found ET yet? Are alien killer robots, have they destroyed every extraterrestrial civilization in the universe? A scientist is claiming this. Now, let me, let me basically interpret that for you. What he's saying, some evil entity controlled through an AI has come in and destroyed every civilization in the universe. That's why we can't find ET, and that's what he's planning on doing to this planet. Guys, we know the Earth was here before. We know it came, God came back and said it was desolate without form, and God created man. We know that all happened. The Bible tells us that, but we also know this. <laughs> you know, if it was destroyed beforehand, how'd that happen? Who did this? How do we know this Luciferian bunch, this satanic bunch, hasn't been doing this to the cosmos, to as many civilizations as they can possibly find since the eons of time? Because this is a war going on in the heavenlies. The Bible tells us this. This war between this group of people that want to destroy, rob, kill, and destroy everything they possibly can and invert the goodness of God and destroy everything. I mean, look at our planet. Our planet was one of the most diverse ecosystems in the entire universe, probably. And we've had millions and millions and millions of animals now go extinct because of chemtrails, because of environmental pollution, because of all kinds of other crazy greed and basically stripping the planet of raw materials and essentials because of oil exploration. When we've had technology for over 100 years, we don't even need fossil fuel anymore. Of course, oil's not for fossil fuel anyhow. When you run... Let me tell you something else about this. When you run water through a a crack under pressure at 200 meters per second, it changes its structure. It's called biological transmutation. And it physically changes itself into a type of diesel fuel or crude oil, which creates these oil pockets all over the planet. It creates an energy field around it that does this. You think, well, that sounds crazy. It's not dino fuel, guy. That's a bunch of garbage. This planet produces the oil in pockets. It's not from dinosaurs. It's complete nonsense. It's what the evolutionists wanted us to believe. This goes back to Deepwater Horizon. There's a lot of stuff I know about Deepwater Horizon. I can't even tell you guys because it's just too far out there. But guys, it's what's going on all over the place and who we are and what we are as Christians. Because guys, this is the latter days. We are in the latter days when every thought of every man is just about to go evil all of the time. Not us because we're sanctified by the blood of the Lamb. Well, that creates a real problem, doesn't it? That creates a problem for two crew Christians. Because we're not willing to accept the mark of the beast, and we're not we're not willing to step into their energy field to go evil all the time. Well, they have to do one or two things here. They've either got to get us converted by making us take the mark of the beast, or they got to get rid of us. Period. That's how it's going to have to work because they want to re they want to reduce this planet back to the way it was in the days of Noah, when every thought was bad all the time, and they're willing to destroy the planet to do it, just like they did apparently before the planet was birthed the first time in the pre-Adamic race, guys. We're not dealing with creatures here from this interdimensional interface they're trying to open up in CERN that are good things. These people aren't nice. They don't see us as, oh, well, I'm going to go pat Ted on the head for a bit and see how good he's doing. They don't like us telling this truth about what's going on. These things use us for food as Satan runs about as a roaring lion seeking those who, whom he may devour. They trowel the entire planet through the energy grid to pull the innocent energy of infants. That's why they're constantly sacrificing them through abortion and through their sicko ceremonies. Guys, it's so important that we understand who and what's doing this on our planet. It's, under, it's very important that you understand that, we're, that when we become saved, we're sanctified by the blood of the Lamb and by the power of our testimony. And these things can no longer touch us. That's why they're all hacked off all the time and they're hating Christians so much because they can't do anything to us.
because they don't have the authority. Because when we call on the name of Jesus or Yeshua, they're scared to death He's going to show up. Because they know He's real. And they know it's through Him that all things are held together. They're just this virus in the circuitry, so to speak, that's running around doing all this junk to everybody, hoping not to get caught or discovered like a bunch of cockroaches running around in the kitchen at night with a flashlight. That's what these guys are. That's why Jesus Christ said, Come unto me. My burden, you know, I will take your burden. You will not be heavy. And this is what he wants us to know. It doesn't matter if we mess up, if we do something wrong, it doesn't make a difference. God doesn't see the sin. It's as far as the east is from the west. Because all he sees with Christ is the Holy Spirit through us. Okay. I'm, I'm not, I got, I'm getting redundant. Okay. Okay. Awesome. What's your next word, bud? No, it's good stuff, man. And just to add on one little bit of that, and this is total speculation because I've never been there before, but this has been one of the big uh, speculation aspects of scientists and people as far as with space exploration. As when we looked at Mars, actually looked at real photos of Mars, we constantly find photos of huge cities and civilization cities that were there that are completely laid waste to desolate now on that planet. We don't have any idea of these other planets around us, how inhabited they could have been at some point in time. We already see places that look legitimately like the Grand Canyon on Mars. We see civilizations. We see something that very much well could have been something almost identical to Earth, except now it's completely desolate and you can't live there anymore. We'll start looking at the things that are happening now with the chemtrails, with the Monsanto Roundup, making it literally impossible in some areas of the country now to grow anything without GMO Monsanto seeds. Look at Fukushima with the massive amount of radiation that's poured in the Pacific, wiping out thousands, if not tens of thousands of marine life. Look at the Blackwater Horizon as far as the whole, whole issue down there with the oil spill and everything else that was behind it. Look at the nuclear weapons that we've tested repeatedly. Look at all the different things we do that are continually breaking down and decaying this world that was actually built perfect for us to be in originally. And look how we have done this to decay, especially the globalists. It seems to me, in my opinion, that somebody on the top of this scale at the globalist level is completely bent on destroying this earth as we know it, as it appears has been done on other countries or other, other planets. And one thing you were talking about, Dad, you said how they absolutely can't stand the fact as far as the Christians and our frequency and our thought pattern and what we can do and how we're basically saved through the blood of Christ. Now, one aspect of this, and this is something that everybody continues to keep speculating about because we don't know 100% exactly how this is going to affect the population. However, we do know how effective frequency and mind control can be through these techniques with what we've seen in the past. And now we see this 5G wireless service coming up all over the place. This is an article that actually CBS brought out today. It was titled, 5G wireless service is coming, and so are the health concerns over the towers that support it. This is CBS. Now, one thing that we've all talked about is not only the radiation, the Wi-Fi that's going to be emitted from these 5G networks that's already horrific, but one thing that a lot of people don't discuss is what are going to be the uses of this 5G when they can start broadcasting frequencies at the level of strength that they're claiming right into our houses and right into our bodies because these literally these antennas, these giant antennas are being put up on almost every stinking light pole and power line all over the place in the areas that they've tried them. The article starts off and says, the wireless industry is in a race to roll out the 5G service. Now, the first sentence of that for a second, you've got to ask yourself a question. 
why are they in a race to roll out 5G? We already have incredibly fast wireless service in this country and in other countries throughout the world. The next sentence answers that question. It says the network is supposed to be up to be up to a hundred times faster than current data speeds. Well, then you have to ask yourself this question: Does do we really need wireless internet a hundred times faster than it already is? A hundred times faster than current internet speeds. Most internet that you go on, pretty much almost any place now, because of the Wi-Fi signal, is pretty doggone strong. You can pretty much go on any website, look up any map, look at any directions, get anything you pretty much need to go, except for a few spotty parts in the country. So why do we need internet service that's a hundred times faster when we already know the internet is becoming a problem with the social media with the distracted driving, with all the other aspects of it, why do we need something this strong? But then it says, but it requires cell phone tower equipment to be closer to users than ever before. Wireless companies in the U.S. said they will have to install over 300,000 new antennas just to start off the 5G network, roughly equal to the total number of cell towers built over the past three decades. That's causing outrage and alarm in a lot of neighborhoods as antennas go up all around homes. Melissa Arnold, who leads AT&T's 5G network, said the 5G uses high-frequency rates that support faster speeds but don't travel as far. So instead of relying on large cell phone towers, they need smart cell sites that are close together. She goes, we're going to use our existing infrastructure, whether it's light poles or street lights. We're going to make sure that we don't have to make it obtrusive to our customers and citizens. Now, what's crazy about this is we already know the cell phone use with brain tumor risk, with everything that's associated with this along the side, not to mention we have no idea what this is going to do to the general population when you start putting 5G network towers. We already know that in places of the UK that they've started doing this, they've literally had four to five hundred percent increases in stillbirths and migraine headaches and all types of organ issues and digestion problems, literally in all kinds of problems with people trying to focus and concentrate when they have these 5G antennas right outside their house. We're already seeing this in the UK. You can do your research on that and look it up. So now we're saying, hey, it's a good idea to do this around the entire country. You literally have to be one of the biggest blithering idiots that ever walked the face of this earth if you really believe we need to have 5G networks on every single light post and every single cell phone tower and every single power, power pole so we can have a 100 times faster internet if you really believe that's the true story and not just the cover story to this. And my opinion and what we're starting to look and see, not just the health aspects of what this is going to do, think about what we have with the industry right now with cancer, with diabetes, with schizophrenia, with all types of mental disorders. We've seen the increase of medication prescriptions explode in the last 20 years just from cell phones, just from Monsanto, just from vaccines, all these things coupled together. We already see it. It's making the pharmaceutical industrial complex hundreds upon hundreds of billions of dollars a year just in the United States, not to mention the cancer areas, the hospitals 
cells, all these different other research clinics that get billions of dollars a year in grant to do all these different experiments to see how stuff's going to work and do test subjects. All this stuff is not going to get better. It's going to get worse when we implement 5G. Now, on top of that, we already see how frequencies can be used through the military to control what people do, how they feel, make them defecate on themselves, give them immense headaches, make them confused, make them literally run away with the microwave towered generator guns that we have, literally make them feel like their skin is peeling off their body to the point they run away and flee. So now we're saying we're going to put 5G towers literally pretty much between every single house and every single neighborhood throughout the entire country, and we don't think it's going to be used for some type of ominous reason. This is the next step, in my opinion, to be used to start pushing ideas, different beliefs, different types of frequencies, and different types of mind control experiments onto the general population. And the problem is, it's going to be so slow, and it's going to be so transitional, and it's going to be so rolled out so smoothly through the guise of 5G that most people are not even going to know it's going to happen. But that is the only way that I can figure out that they're going to be able to change the actual mindset of the population. Why do you think right now they're prepping the population for full gun disarmament, full gun confiscation. Why do you think they're prepping the population right now to be fully dependent on Monsanto seeds? Why do you think they're prepping the population right now to be completely tolerant of any other religion except for Christianity? Why do you think they're completely prepping the population right now to be fully submissive to a police state? They're doing a slow psychop on the population right now to get everybody focused in and geared in the direction that they want so when they can start angling these 5G networks in the direction that they want, taking them in the right areas, left, right, forward, the exact same way they want you to go, they can start pushing these ideas that have already been implanted in your mind, and they can take them one step further to fully calcify their plan and making this one world global government come together, Dad. But these things are coming together way too quickly, way too easily, and way too ominously now, in my opinion, to be just just coincidence. That's at least my thoughts on it. Well, that's, that was very well said. Now, I'm taking notes on what you wrote. Now, I'm going to say a few things in regard to what you said because I agree with everything you just said. Uh, 5G is going to be used to enslave humanity. I'm just telling you that right now. Now, let me tell you what they're going to do. They believe in their thick, in their thick skulls that this frequency of God that permeates the entire universe and the, basically the scalar waves that are being released through the blood of Christ, the energy field. Because remember, we're in a sea of plasma energy. They believe they've got to make the other energy fields so strong they drown out the healing power of the blood of Christ. Yep. Just think what I'm saying for a second. If you, if you come in here with a 5-watt battery to do all of this stuff with, they want to drop a 1,000-watt battery next to it to overwhelm it. But here's the problem, you guys that are doing this. He made the universe. He understands plasma physics. You can't overwhelm what he's doing. You can't shut off the transmitter. It's not going to happen because we're redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. It can't be done. So what you're going to do is you're basically going to fry a bunch of people that aren't being sanctified by the blood. Because personally, I believe as Christians that we're going to be protected from this stuff because of the blood of the Lamb. But I also believe they can still kill us if they want because of all the martyrs from the Old Testament and the New Testament and everybody else who got killed. I mean, they killed the Son of God. 
I mean, they can come into your house and shoot you for heaven's sakes, and it doesn't make any difference. You know, if they shoot you with a 50 caliber rifle in the head, there's a high probability you're not going to be here in about a quarter of a second. And so that's the problem that we have. But they can't touch us from an energy standpoint because we've been sanctified. But they don't believe that because they want that 5G network to tie into a control grid through the Morgellons antenna, through the micro piezo crystals they've already put into us to broadcast our frequency and our thought patterns and our energy fields into this 5G network for Lucifer to control. Also, we have to understand the plasma physics of all the stuff. You know, when you actually increase this energy field like this, and you get yourself inside of 25,000 cell phones in the same room, which this thing's going to be horrible what it's going to do, it's going to massively increase cancer and heart disease and diabetes and stress-related diseases and the inability of the pineal gland to produce enough doggone melatonin for you to sleep at night. It's going to do all of that stuff because that's what they're planning it on because that's what the Jason scholars said back in the 50s. They've got to use a eugenics protocol to basically reduce the population of the planet by 90 to 95%, along with their deep underground military bases, along with colonies on other planets, etc., etc. And these idiots, I mentioned this the other day on the show, they already tried to blow up doggone hydrogen bombs in the atmosphere to so see they could vent pollution into the outer space. They didn't know if it would vent all the oxygen off the earth and we would all die after they did that. I mean, these are the kind of idiots these people are. Notice, look at Mars. Look at Venus. How do we know these wouldn't have civilizations on them before? How do we know we didn't have people there before? How do we know that, you know, this whole mess hasn't happened over and over and over again and God finally had enough of it and sent his son? He said, you know what? I'm going to pull you guys out of this negative loop you guys are in. How do we know that? Now, also, remember, this 5G will be turned into a weaponized control grid. In other words, okay, the people over there are Christians. Crank up the power. Okay, we got to cause some diseases to come on these people. we got to do some weird stuff to these people. Okay, let's go ahead and put some real negative thoughts in their heads that they're crazy. Let's make them hear voices. We do that real easy now with all the stuff all over their houses. And now we can say that, hey, these guys are nuts. We've got to take their guns away. We've already passed the law in the state of Florida. If these guys are nuts, come take their stuff. That's where this is all headed, guys. And again, it's the Sabbatean, Kabbalist, Luciferian, Frankist, Kazarian, synagogue of Satan, people that have woven this thread throughout all of history going all the way back to Druidic worship all the way back to Genesis chapter 6 all the way back to the fall they trace their lineage through the benign de Nephilim, they claim to be sons of the fallen and they say they are the bloodline of Lucifer mating with Eve through the bloodline of Cain, that's what they believe now I didn't say I believe any of that stuff but this is what these guys believe all I know is this, they're willing to die for it because these guys are just a bunch of sickos because they have given themselves over. Like Jesus called them out in the book of John. They, they were saying, oh, we're this and we're that and we're this. And they said, no, you're not. You're the children of the devil. That's who you are. You got, you, you got, he was a liar from the beginning of time. He's still a liar. Like, you guys are a bunch of liars. He goes, why are you here to kill me? Why are you doing this? We're not this. We're not doing that. They go, you're demon possessed. He goes, I'm not demon possessed. He goes, you're the ones that are demon possessed. You're the guys that are nuts because of what you believe. Read the book of John. He says that. And you think, well, he didn't really say it. He really said that, guys. I'm paraphrasing it, but that's pretty much what he said. Because, guys, it's so important that we understand who and what we're dealing with. This is the synagogue of Satan that we are dealing with. It talks about in the book of Revelations. It is that group of people that have been woven through time and space all the way back to the fallen angels, all the way back to the garden, who are evil and want to destroy every single thing that God created to be made with thanksgiving who believe in and know the truth they don't want that because they serve a different entity and a different frequency so anyhow 
That, that, I'm preaching again, okay? Here we go. The French, French riots in France. We have a massive riots in France, and now the French riot police have cleared a thousand migrants from a Paris makeshift camp. People were sleeping along Canal St. Denis. They've been moved to shelters in a clearance operation. They've cleared more than a thousand migrants, Muslim migrants, who have come in from Somalia and all these other places with a standard IQ of about 69 into these different areas. Now, guys, here's the problem with that. What are they going to do with them? All right, there, I said it. I wasn't going to say that. What are they going to do with them now? They've moved them to another migrant camp. Another thousand will move back into the old camp. What are they going to do with them? They've got millions of these people in Europe now, millions, if not tens of millions. We have no idea. It's exactly what Omar, Omar Gaddafi said when we took over Libya. He said, if you, if you take over my country, I'm stopping this massive exodus into Europe. You're going to have a flow of people into your countries, into Europe, that's, you're not gonna, that's going to overwhelm you and your infrastructure and your culture. And that's exactly what's happened. You move a thousand here, a thousand there. What are we going to do with them? We're bringing them in by the thousands. Guys, you can't have a real high IQ to strap on a suicide vest telling you if you have 40 virgins or 60 virgins in the next 10 seconds as soon as you push the little red button and you're dumb enough to believe it and you run up and blow yourself up and blow everybody else up with it. Guys, this is the mentality that we're dealing with and this is what they're trying to do to destroy our culture, the Protestant work ethic Christian culture that we have in the United States, particularly here in the South, that we have in our country our gun-loving, gun-toting, treating our women with respect, saying yes sir and no sir, you know, we're the ones in the country that do that. They don't like that. They already tried to extinguish it with the Civil War and tried to destroy the Southern culture. And guys, they're all about doing it again. They want to bring in this one world, new world, secular, Luciferian government that they can bring everything they want. You have See, and here's the thing. Back in the old days, I'm talking thousands of years ago before Christ, you know, they'd have a Druidic ceremony over there at Stonehenge. Whole villages show up. They'd come over there, sacrifice a bunch of kids, drink a bunch of blood. Everybody thought it was cool. They didn't think of anything about it. They didn't know they hadn't they hadn't heard of Jesus Christ. They had well, one here yet. You go on back a little bit further back to the back to the Egyptians, and they're having their blood sacrifices. Whole village shows up. Everybody thinks it's cool. Everybody's drinking blood. Everybody's killing everybody. Everybody's killing the children. It's okay. Go all the way back to Genesis chapter six. Every thought of every man was evil all the time. Giants are running around eating people. Everybody thinks it's cool. Wow, the giant just ate somebody else. That's kind of cool. You saw you ate them in one bite. Well, that's really kind of neat. Nobody thought anything of this. It wasn't until God came through Moses and gave us the law through the Pentateuch, through the Torah, through the five first books of Levitical law that we started to understand it's not okay to eat people. It's not okay to kill people. This stuff isn't cool to God. He doesn't like this as far as the creator of the universe. This is what Lucifer does. And then Christ came and he said to us even further, he said, look, I'm going to take this to the notch, man. You know, you're not going to be thinking this stuff. And I'm going to let you have grace. So if you do think this stuff, I'm going to allow you to be filled with my Holy Spirit through the Holy Spirit after I died on the cross. I'm going to send forth the Holy Spirit. The book of Acts, he talks about this. And we're basically going to redeem you and we're going to infuse you and fill you and be being filled is what the Word said. This is what people need to understand. That this type of behavior, the human sacrifice... It was commonplace. It was socially accepted behavior. The sacrificial networks was socially accepted behavior. We see that in the Old West when they'd have a big hanging and they'd hang 10 or 12 people at one time. People would come from 100, 200, 300, 400 miles in, in, in horseback and, on, and on, just watch the hanging because it was considered socially accepted behavior. Guys, 
This is the world they want to live in where beheadings are common. Child sacrifice is common. Child abduction and rape and pedophilia is common, and it's okay. Bestiality is okay. This is where they want to take us back to, guys. And as far as I'm concerned, my answer is no. I have no interest in going back to that filth. I have no interest in seeing that stuff because all they're trying to do is sacrifice their God, Lucifer. And guys, as far as I'm concerned, there is only one God. His name is Yahweh. He has a son named Yeshua, and we're only saved by the blood of the Lamb, period. And all these other guys are a bunch of nuts. And that's the problem that we have, Austin, is they're trying to completely change our culture. I mean, one of the two things that Hillary Clinton want to do, they want to bring back bestiality, make it illegal or not make it illegal, and bring back pedophilia like the, like the Catholic. The doggone Pope says the other day, God made you as a homosexual. He's happy with you and he loves you the way you are. After he's trying to justify all these priests quitting in, in Chile because they're so fed up with the doggone raping of the doggone altar boys. I mean, this is where they're trying to take us back to, where all of that stuff is going to be considered okay. And if the churches don't get off their butts and start preaching about sin and stuff that's not okay and telling people this type of behavior is not okay, Austin, the entire planet is going to fall into a ditch again until this second coming happens or until Armageddon happens, until World War III happens, and they're able to enslave the entire population again like they had in the past. So, guys, that's how I look at it, okay? I'm, I'm done. I'm out of time. Austin, I love you. I'm going to write this show up. You go ahead and finish it, do some stories. I got myself so worked up I can't even talk. I love you guys. I appreciate it. I appreciate you guys. Thank you for allowing me to pray for you, for the opportunity to pray for you. Thank you for getting your multiple vitamins from us. It means so much to me that you guys are supporting me and supporting this show and supporting Austin and supporting our families and supporting our children. Without you listening today, this show would not be possible. Thank you. God bless you. Austin, I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Bye-bye. Absolutely, man. Yeah, he was on fire today. That was a uh, excellent show. Excellent show. And one thing I wanted to extrapolate on a little bit further, you know, is what he was saying with the 5G network and being able to control people, what we discussed earlier. Think about what he just talked about with the anybody that basically is a Christian or anybody that's a gun lover, or anybody that's a conservative, anybody that doesn't go along with the globalist agenda pretty much, just level it out like that. We've already seen now that essentially for any reason at any time, the police can come in now, especially in Florida and multiple other states, and seize your weapons from you. So you don't have the ability to defend yourself. And that's one of the key principles of being a human being is having the ability to defend yourself against any enemy that tries to come against you or your family. Ron Paul wrote an article this week, and he said sources inside the U.S. Senate have reported that Republicans and Democrats are teaming up using the recent tragedy in Texas to push through a massive federal gun control bill. He said basically that according to the source, Paul explained Senators Mark Rubio from Florida, of course, Lindsey Graham, are teaming up with Dianne Feinstein to run through one of the worst nationwide gun confiscation schemes ever devised. He said the gun confiscation bill, according to Paul, is designed to disarm Americans without any due process. The senators are using the tragic shooting in Texas to push the law. They said the states have already begun implementing laws like this one, which is what we did in Florida, using mass shooting as their ammunition. States have enacted red flag or risk protection laws, which allow police to confiscate weapons, people's weapons before they are given a chance to even defend themselves. Under the 5th and 14th Amendment, due process clauses are in place to act as a safeguard from arbitrary 
denial of life, liberty, or property by the government outside the sanction of law. What's more, neither of the men were granted the Sixth Amendment rights to be confronted with the witnesses against them. In both cases that we've already seen, simple orders under new laws were issued, which stripped the two men of their property. He's talking about two uh, references back that we've already seen, except in Florida we've already seen this um, red flag law, this gun confiscation order law happen, I think, in 22 cases already just here in central Florida and western Florida as far as on the coast in Tampa. So this is something that's not new. It's going to get worse. When you give the government the ability to come in and simply say without proof, without evidence, without any type of clinical diagnosis, and say you're crazy, what you believe is crazy, what you say is crazy, your religion is crazy, we have to take your firearms away from you because you're a danger to everyone around you. That is a very, very very scary place to be, and I really hope that the Republicans in the Senate do not even consider allowing this bill to go through. The sad part is after Trump blatantly endorsed this type of behavior from law enforcement right before Florida enacted this bill, I'm very, very uh, hesitant on what's going to happen here. So we have to continue to pray that the best will overcome up there. If you guys need anything, thank you again for your support. Thank you for the emails you guys have sent us. Um, Health Masters. We're here to help you guys out to the best of our ability. You can give us a call at 1-800-726-1834 or visit our website at healthmasters.com. You can also email us on the contact form on the website. We have lots of good specials going on right now, including still the B-Complex, which we've been running through Memorial Day. Uh, Massive sale on that, 30% off. Uh, That's been one of the most... um, uh, requested products over the last couple months through product of the week, through customer requests, through phone calls, and we wanted to do the best we could to basically allow everybody to be able to afford it and everybody to be able to try the methylated bioavailable B vitamins that we have in the B complex because of what an effective product that they are. Remember, B vitamins do not store long-term in the body. They're water-soluble. So you have to continually add them into your body on a regular basis or else you can become depleted in them. And B vitamins play such a crucial role all the way from brain health to memory to muscle function to everything throughout the body, including energy production. That is so important you keep these in your body on a regular basis. So we appreciate you guys. We love you so much. Thank you so much for the support you guys have been giving us and uh, helping us push through all this right now. You guys have a blessed, safe, awesome night, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow as always.